Hello, this is the Peter Spy Show. We've managed to create another episode. Episode officially episode one. Genesis is the Genesis episode is done. So this is the this is the. Start. I don't know. What, I don't know what should we call this. I feel like we should keep on catch titles. Episode one, and then we'll, we'll the subtitle will come with the with the episode with some sort of tangent yeah, yeah. word. I'm James. My name is Chris. Um, thank you for listening to us uh, yet again. Although we say that, we we have to presume that people are listening. Yeah. Could be talking to ourselves there, but I mean, we kind of well, we are really, aren't we? That's kind of I suppose that's the basis of a podcast is that we just talk to ourselves. Someone be listening. Well, yeah, it's we, just we, Dom. We, we probably got our friend Dom. To it's listen. just Dom. Hello, Dom. Thanks Dom, for, thanks for joining. You're the man. So, you know, last episode, episode zero, talked about what's what we're going to be doing. Some, you know, songs that have shaped shaped our, our taste over the years um and i guess now we're going to try to do what we're what we're going to be trying to do each episode we're going to have again some some kind of loose format you know roughly talk about similar things each week but you know uh just see how it goes really so yeah exactly i wanted i wanted to um say this now because this is the official episode so it's kind of best saying this now rather than um, on the previous one uh is uh the intro slash outro um instrumental that is that appears um on the old bookend shall i say bookends the podcast uh and it's done by speaking of hmv which i spoke quite quite a lot well a bit about in, in the previous episode is a, f- a friend who i used to work with he, you know he lives down south and uh, he makes beats for a living um it goes under the uh, name of gilbert so i just wanted to give him a shout out please follow him there will be a link we'll link him on twitter and, and everything like instagram that. youtube yeah. whatever we'll, we'll we'll put his his stuff on there he's a, a an absolute great lad you know i asked, I asked him if you could you know do anything for us and gave me something pretty much straight away and you know very thankful uh thankful for it and please check his music out he's, he's dropped two really really good sort of projects this year and i think they're worth listening to if you like sort of lo-fi hip-hop as well you know it's 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 definitely that that sort of vibe and i think you would like it. i think i think he's actually doing a gig up in harrogate actually in december um some point in December. I think I might try and go and see it if I can do. I think it's a Sunday though, but I'm working the next day. Well, well, we'll discuss that. We'll find out what's going on with we'll that. But yeah, that. not sponsored by the way. No. Un- unsponsored. Yeah, no, uh, ads, no ads. Yeah. yeah, and he's not asking me to do this either. But I said to him that I would because you know I know he's been working hard down there. So I wanted to say that first of all, and um, every every episode description will have a link to him. So, um, please check him out if you can do. Um, and that's really kind of the intro, I suppose, of what we want to do. Like, um. I suppose. How are you? How are you feeling after the first episode? Good, good. So, so yeah. If you if you are listening to, to if you listen to the one we're recording these kind of back to back, um, just we've got stuff to put out. So, so in um, in the transition period from the from episode zero to so now, yeah, yeah it, it, it's been about. Well, we're gonna try releasing about a week apart, but it's been about ten minutes. <laughs> we've got we've got, got a drink and you know, we've uh, uploaded the we've saved that one whatever. Um, so keep going. I mean. To be fair, from from our point of view, anyway, I don't know what it will like listening to it. Um, Dom, Dom, please let us know. Um, it sort of seems to go better than better than we thought. Kind of easier to keep talking about stuff than we thought. Yeah, so <laughs> it could come across as just us going on a bit, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't get a chance to ramble, and I probably talk clearly on like on this than I do at work. Yeah. <laughs> 
I work out my mind goes 100 miles a second and for whatever reason when I'm talking about something in a relaxed environment I'm all good so I'm quite surprised that I can keep doing this and yeah I'm sure we'll come across boring to some people because we're not trying to be zany and you know trying to be I don't know against the grain as people will say you know it depends if you like grain and um, it depends if you want to be zany I mean I can't think of any examples of anything like that but even um, can I actually now saying that what what are examples of that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to. Maybe maybe we have to have a zany against the grain episode. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe maybe we may have one today. Who knows? But I mean, yeah. The next the next thing we want kind of want to start talking about is <laughs> what we've what we've listened to in the past week, which is gonna be a bit strange because obviously we've just done episode zero and now we're doing this back to back. Um, I mean, fortunately, you know. James hadn't listened to, be able to listen to that much, so the playlist that we'll uh, we'll probably um end up putting will be um majority of the music I've been listening to. Yeah, um, I guess to be honest, I've like recently I've I've not had a chance to. I mean, we're recording this on a Friday, so there is stuff that's just come out today that neither has really had a chance to listen to. Um, but it's I've I've mainly been listening to albums that have been that have come out through over the last like couple of weeks, really. Um, so I guess that like kind of start of the month onwards. Yeah, I guess suppose. Uh, well, what what's been like your go to song like so say say in the past few weeks? Um, I've not really, I've not been listening to any any singles really. Main main albums though. I've been uh new F K Twigs album. But I like that in terms of that though, like mm-hmm. what is a a song that's like a standout song there or? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, sad day. It's a a standout one for me. And was it a sad day? It's not as sad as it sounds. <laughs> but I've 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 not I've not listened to them just as it sounds. Until I've been listening to like the full album. But I think out out of it, that's probably probably the, the main one that stands out to me. Um, let's listen back to it. The new um, Michael Kiwanuka album as well. Oh, so how's like that? Two weeks or so ago. Really enjoying that. Um, there's Is some. It, what, did you like the album before that? I can't remember what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a, a like a, a broken heart thing on the on the. Yeah, on the that really good, I can't, I can't, really good, like long, like must be like a, be like a six minute song or something. Yeah, minutes, I can't, I can't remember what the album was called. Like, yeah, I, I remember seeing, uh, Kiwanuka live. Two thousand and twelve, like when he just came on the scene, like mm-hmm. before Home Again came out, and I was, I think I, I'd just been seeing my ex, or maybe. We were about to start seeing each other at that point, uh, and the Staves were um, supporting. Again, big fan of the Staves because of that performance as well. So yeah, really quiet. But yeah, I mean, on that album, there's some, there's kind of some interludes in there, which I mean, it's an interlude, isn't it? But you can't really expect too much. But other than that, I think pretty much all the songs on there are, are strong. Um, it's for me one of the, one of the better albums I've listened to this year so far. I think so. Those have been kind of my main two. I've been listening to a few other bits as well, but. Uh, yeah, I've not had a chance to listen to any, probably this week and last week. I mean, to be fair, there's not an awful lot that's come out, is the new what new Trippy Red, I guess, if you're into that. I didn't add that to my list no, of no. listening to, so surprisingly. Um, I've listened to quite a few. I mean, I, I think, as I might have stated, maybe very briefly in the last episode, is um, I listen to a lot of albums. Maybe I don't digest albums enough I should than I should do, and then maybe that because I think as a topic maybe later on we'll probably will discuss 
not not on this episode, maybe in a future episode, is is the length of it well not that the amount sorry of of albums that come out and sometimes it can be so difficult to consume as much and and and, and that's that's a difference. So like what I've done re- recently, I've been I won't go through each song individually and why I like each song because I think that can get a bit sort of monotonous. But you know I'll I'll go through sort of albums that I've listened to recently. So. Um, I'll start off with um, a hip hop one, so Action Bronson and the Alchemist, Lamb Over Rice EP. Um, I think if you if you know anything of Action Bronson, he um has a, a style that's very similar to Ghostface Killer. Although don't tell him that because he'll probably uh, body slam you, as he had done to an interview one time. Um, but sort of flamboyant sort of lyrics um would you say he's got a high was it, oh, a high pitch voice he's got a bit of a high pitch voice or so it's, yeah, but yeah yeah I like you mean, yeah um and then it's over sort of um alchemist production again if anyone knows the alchemist um he made his mark when he did production for like mob deep um back in the day and and he's he, i think he actually has got a verse in one of the tracks as well uh one of the albums sorry um and he his his productions although very simplistic it's just you know a sample repeat the sample and then have a have like a hard drum it's pretty much that's usually his sort of go-to sort of thing and it's just traditional sort of hip-hoppy sort of sound and it just it's it's a it's a decent decent of ep you know i've listened to it and i liked it i, I, don't, I don't know whether it will meet make my top 50 but we'll see i maybe i'll go back to it um at some point um next I'll discuss um, uh, an album called by Jenny Lewis. Have you listened to this on the line? I've not listened to that that one, but no, I've never really listened to it before. Uh, and I remember seeing it must have been like Pitchfork or somewhere that that was like raving on about the album. I thought, okay, well I'll put it on the list and I'll eventually get through it. And and I did, and I really really liked it. It's got this really sort of um, sort of simplistic sort of. Not simplistic, really. That's a bit, that's a bit harsh saying this, but it's just like it's just a, it's just a, a nice album. <laughs> trying try to like really explain it properly because it's got like sort of like folky sort of sort of folky sort of moments on it as well. At the same time, it's kind of a bit poppy at the same time as well. So it's like it's all this sort of alternative mixture of of a bit of pop, a bit of folk, a bit of, a bit of a bit of bit and all, but then really good lyrics. And I chose a couple of tracks on there that I really liked on there. Uh, one of them was "Heads Gonna Roll," and um, pretty much what it says is is what she's talking about and then there's part party clown as well which i think is a really cool song it's just mainly about her just having a good time but then really wanting this person at a party so it's you know really really interesting i really quite like the the arrangements on there as well i listened to then the uh, by now it's called the low raw um their new album ross well ross in lowercase with a full stop don't know why that's the case but um, right well yeah we need to make sure (laughs) be specific um the reason only reason why i listen to them is um it's going to the sort of you know video game sort of side of things of my personality a game came out called death stranding and and the the low raw pretty much heavily in the music's in there in the out in the game the entire time pretty much and weird enough i don't know if it was just timely um released but they they actually released this album like last week or week before when Death Stranding came out and it's a really good album I think I would probably say 
it, they're, they're similar to like if you mix a bit of Fleet Foxes and a bit of Radiohead and I still can't think of the other band I'm thinking of you mix them together and you get this sort of sound and it's really really interesting I really really like it a lot um, I listen to I listened to uh, an album called By Blood Incantation. <laughs> and now the reason why I listened to this album was because it got best new music on Pitchfork. I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just try it out and um, see what it's like. And I actually listened to this last night, about after midnight, so I do pause about my net to my neighbours. But um, <laughs> um, all it is, it's, it's a metal, it's a very metal <laughs> metal album. Was it, is it an EP then or is it an album? What, is it? It's, well, it's 36 minutes long, yeah. but it's four songs, and one song is 18 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't mind it. Yeah, It's not my go-to, um, but I thought, put myself out there, listen to it. I quite like the artwork. It's pretty, this weird alien looking up at the sky. Um, thought it was pretty cool. But to be honest, instrumentation wise it's amazing like it, it's it's really well like arranged choreographed in terms of how the how what they're wanting to do i suppose what people i didn't put i didn't put one of these songs on there I was going to i could have put the 18 minute one on maybe bulk up bulk up the playlist <laughs> um i didn't put it on there not because i didn't think people would like it or would try it i just didn't think it i don't know it's not like I, it's it's the playlist is there for like where i, I would genuinely would go for most most of most times and not I think what would deter a lot of people is the that that's basically what you hear. You don't really hear it's like inaudible sort of lyrics. Which is is okay, I suppose. It's not amazing, but like Unless you have a, a finely tuned finely tuned ear then. Yeah, maybe I mean I, and maybe because I, I didn't mind this album because I don't listen to a lot enough metal music to know if it's rubbish or not. But I didn't mind it. It was okay. It was cool. I quite enjoyed that I listened to it. Um, I listened to post-punk band from Dublin called The Murder Capital. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to them before? I've, I've listened. I've not listened to that one, but I've listened to them. Yeah. Yeah. So the album's called When I Have Fears. I chose a couple of tracks. I think because like I, occasionally I do like post-punk bands, and you know, or, or if they a band that may have a similar sort of feel like that, you know, things like Parquet Courts and and um, what's that one called again that came out? I can't remember what it's called. What the pack. Like a post-punk band. Um, my brain is not thinking. When, when was this? Well, I got for um, a present from the from the team one time on vinyl. Recently? Yeah. What was it called again? They're, like a, they're a British one. Didn't Slow Tie like them as well? From the team? <laughs> yeah. Well, recently, it's been we got you. We got you that, didn't we? Yeah. Um. Right, we're blanking right now, but from some band, unnamed band that I'm going to try and find whilst we're talking. Um. What are they called? Is it Joy something? I think Chris. I know what the album title is called. Actually, Acts of Joy. Oh, Idols. That's it. All right, all right. No, I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've been quite like the sort of resurgence of like, bands like that. Did we get you that? I th- I feel like right, I feel right. like you guys did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Been, actually, yeah. yeah, Idols. Because it made sense if you did, because I don't think, I don't remember actually buying it for myself. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, 
I wanted this to be a bit of capital because of like the brief description I saw about uh, about who they were, and they're really good. It's, it's quite a mellow. There's a couple, you know, not heavy tracks, a couple like sort of energetic tracks that are good, um, and one of them I've chosen, and the rest of it is very sort of this sort of, again like atmospheric slow, but you have that sort of, you know, twang to the voice of like that post punk sort of sound. And that's why that's why I really really liked and um, definitely if you'd like that sort of music, it's definitely worth checking out, checking that out definitely because I mean they're just I think it's their debut album as well, so I think it's worth worth seeing if they the few of your cup of tea, especially if you like artists like Idols, like Parquet Courts, I would definitely check them out, um, when you can do, um, then I suppose a few little singles I've listened to as well, um. Where, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't realize that Sle- uh, Sleater Kinney, is that how you say it? Sleater Kinney? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although I probably will discuss maybe at one point their album this year with St. Vincent, I didn't realize they dropped, they dropped a new song in October called Animal, and it's really, really cool. It's, it's much more what I wanted from the album than we actually got, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of like if you remember, like. No more cities to love. That sort of, that sort of, you know, direction. I feel like animals more, more that sort of thing. And that's what I was expecting. Uh, when Saint Vincent one produced it, um, but unfortunately, I don't know. It's it's a good album. I will talk about it one time probably, but uh, do, do I don't mind it too much. And then, recently, just very very recently, the weekend dropped a couple of songs. I only listened to one of them, but I really like the new one, Heartless, and. Much like how he says he's back to being his back to being his ways again, and it does sound like that. So it's not no more of this star boy. I'm a star boy, star boy, starburst. Um, no more starburst. Um, sort of style. It 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 definitely feels like weekends going back to his roots. Much like that EP. Was it called? I said my melancholy. Uh, yeah, one with that that last year. That was before. last year. That was yeah. yeah that yeah. I felt that was like that transition period of going back to maybe what it was as well, and I think. If you are, if you know, if you are a fan of the weekend, definitely go and check that out. Um, you will enjoy that a lot, I think. Yeah, we were saying before. I guess this is I, 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 I this probably probably needs to change, I suppose. But I, I don't tend to listen to to a lot of singles. Like, um, it's the same thing where I, I don't watch like um, I don't watch trailers for like films I want to go see because I feel like the, the singles are just there to get you into it. Aren't they? They're not a. It's not necessarily what the album's about, and if you listen to it in the album it's probably going to be different listening to it by itself so i if i know i'm going to listen to an album coming up i tend to avoid listening to the singles but i guess i guess if we're talking about uh you know what's quite <laughs> that work, probably need to start. well if if the if the i'll get back to you in six months about that one when it comes okay, out when cool. it comes out in the album all right cool yeah. so 2020 we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna have yeah. a lot of content from you <laughs> now I, I think I, I agree to a point like i i don't tend to listen to singles like I'll hear a single and I go, okay, that could be... A bit bit, a bit of my sort of rule with trailers for me. If I like the first trailer, I won't watch any other trailers at all yeah, until yeah. the film comes out. Yeah. If I think the trailer is okay, then I probably will watch the second one and then and then use the same strategy. Singles are a bit like that. I tend not to go with singles, but I think because, you know, you may not get some music from some artists for such a long time. Yeah, I, I understand your point of... You don't know where it fits in the. I suppose because we're we're both very similar minded, where we look at like the album as a concept and like how does it fit in that 
arrangement of from track one to track whatever number it's going to be, how does it fit what they're trying to portray? I suppose that's how I look at albums where some not every album is a concept, not every album is designed that way, but you do get albums where they're just throwing some tracks together and it doesn't really sound good as an album, but it sounds yeah. very similar. I'm thinking like the, one, the ones that I haven't listened to recently, like, so the, the, the most recent, like the Tame Impala one, I've not listened to that because I feel like they're a band where the album's... It's a, it's a four yeah, album, I, I, it's, I, not just, it's not just eight eight random songs put together sort of thing. Off the back of that, I've, I've put one of their singles on there, because I, mean, yeah, I only yeah. got around to listen to it the other day, yeah. and I really, really liked it, but you're you're right, because the Tame Impala are not a band like that. Um, and, yeah, that, again, it's each to their own. We probably will have to, you know, bury some of our habits. I can change my ways, I can, I can change, I can change. Open to change. Hope for us all. All that sort of stuff. But yeah, I think we will have to probably change some habits, but you know, we'll have to kind of grind our you know, grind our teeth. Is that right? You keep coming out with these phrases, we'll just, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with it. We'll, we'll have to it. grind our teeth into <laughs> into submission. That's that could be that could be, that could be the title. That could, that's gonna be episode one's title now. Um then I chose a, a couple of singles. Uh, I won't go through some of the, the the tracks I've got on here, but I chose uh, the new atmosphere single, uh, BDE Maka Scar. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Yeah, um, that's how I'd say it. That's how that's how I'm looking at it. Um, and atmosphere is, will probably will be you know we have a last segment on the show and we'll I probably will use atmosphere at some point down the line as as that as that last segment. But they are just a band that have been around for a long long time. Hip hop hip hop duo, one rapper, one producer. And it's just grown up rap. It's not like, you know, them trying to tell kids off or anything like that. It's just they've got that point in their lives where they just make this music, they just tell how it is and tell how they feel at that time and that's it. And it's just a really, really good track and I'm s re- I want that kind of surprise and I've liked every album they've done, although there is some some drops and maybe of quality with the in one of the albums I would say in the past few years, but this is like this is how what I feel. This is what I think of atmosphere when I you know when I think now. This is what this is how I want them to sound, uh, and so I use that. And then again, uh, going from uh, going from single wise, I true I got Heim there as well. Um, now I'm in it. Yeah, that's that's one because the. The, when the first album came out I think I was still still in college days are around gone. then yeah Days Gone yeah. Days Gone something like that um, and, I, and I like that one I didn't really but then the, 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 the last one that came out I were a bit indifferent about really I yeah, um, I was disappointed yeah so if if you're rating the new one then I, I, I that one's very similar to I can't remember what the single's called on that first album but it's very similar how like where you know that they're, they're singing one of them singing, and then the other one was like inter- interpolates. I think was it the 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 wire where I think that was the main. Yeah, the main it's very that similar to that, where it's like it's that sort of, you know, they both or all of them are kind of coming together to sing, but it's like it's like it's a little bit, like a second indifference yeah, of like yeah. how they're doing it, and I quite I quite like that. That's what, that and even the one was it Summer Girl. That's really good actually, Summer Girl, because it's it's not really like them, but like I quite like the, sort of you know the sort of the music behind it all and, the, and how they how, how they use sort of not they use any samples obviously they've actually done the music but the sort of riffs they're using i think blue reed i think it is um that they've used and yeah, that that's a really really good single i really really like that a lot um and so yeah 
the support of this, some of the tracks, there's a couple of the tracks I will talk about later, apart from my last segment. There's a few other tracks there, I think you just listen to some songs I really like. Like I said, I don't want us to kind of bore, <laughs> bore everyone going, oh, this track and then that track. Uh yeah, I don't think that, that that's probably helpful to anybody really. You can check the playlist. You can check the playlist. Check the playlist. Again, uh, give you any give any you know any insights any and anything we should we should listen to, that's more than welcome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, next we've got news. News. So we should have a news jingle. Things that have happened, this week, the last few weeks, things that are ongoing. Well, I mean, I I I've got kind of things that have. I kind of looked at some news this morning. I thought, okay, maybe we could talk about this. Maybe not into great depth. We're not like experts in the music industry or anything yeah, like that. Maybe you're not, but... Well, I didn't know you had a degree in music industry. <laughs> I heard a degree in fuck all at the minute. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I saw, because I met, you know you obviously mentioned you know Nirvana in the previous episode. I was that, I was that kid. I was that kid with the Nirvana top on. In like year, year nine, <laughs> thinking they were fucking cool as shit. <laughs> so what we're alluding to is that Mark Jake Mark Jacobs countersues Nirvana in T-shirt copyright dispute. Um, so fashion designer Mark Jacobs has filed a lawsuit against Nirvana, Nirvana, um, after he was sued by them for breaching copyright for their smiley face logo and signature font in their T-shirt design. So. It says here, the original lawsuit was filed against Jacobs in January, accusing him of being oppressive, fraudulent and malicious in creating designs which, it was argued, threatened to dilute the value of Nirvana's licenses with its licensees for clothing products. Yeah, so the the, the, the Mark, if you've not seen the, the photo of it, the Mark Jacobs one is just, a, it's it's the, the same face thing, but it's with, but obviously it doesn't say Nirvana on it, and it's uh, MJ instead of the, the, the two X's on the eyes. So it is pretty much copied and pasted across, isn't it? Um so Well I suppose it's like it's like artistic license, isn't it? How far how far does that how far does that stretch though? So are we are we saying that that's they've changed enough there to Well yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> They've changed the two letters to X's, and instead of heaven, it says Nirvana. Yeah. But is is Nirvana a state of heaven? That's true, actually. That's a good point. That's a good point. So maybe it's it's almost got the, got the thesaurus out and <laughs> mixed it up but, a little But maybe bit. that maybe that's the reason why. Maybe it is. It's, it bleeds into each other, and that's 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 the thing. I mean, obviously, that's that's a lot of money that I've, that I've gone into those teachers because you know how many people. If you even think back in the nineties, I, mean, I don't remember people wearing that much anyway. So the guys wasn't until sort of the new metal sort of group anyway. But Nirvana was always you always see a Nirvana shirt every so often. I think it's just become it's just become a, a fashionable thing to to wear on it. It's not. It's like wearing a Ramones t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Or even like uh, I don't know. I feel like I made no Metallica out there at that point where it's just you know you got a Primark and they've they've got the shirts there. Yeah. It's not really a. Uh, a, a music thing anymore is it? which I, I don't really have a I used to when I was in year 10 or whatever and listened to it have a big problem with people wearing band t-shirts who didn't but then it's a t-shirt really into it I don't suppose I can see where Matt Jacobs comes from because you know I suppose if, if the logo is very similar and is is it copyright infringement there I mean I'm, well, I don't, well, I don't understand about the whole thing is that if, if it were if that's the way it is if Matt came up with the design first of all why would 
what were the the sue about in the first place? Like, I don't know I don't, if this is on air. Like, I don't understand why they, you know, what were the point in them doing it if 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 it were possible for them to just just kind of counter suit? We were almost just sort of setting yourself up for. Yeah, it's here. Chief, really. chief among and this is like from the Guardian. Chief among the alleged deficiencies is that it's not clear who designed the fans logo. The original Nirvana lawsuit claimed it was designed by late frontman Kurt Cobain in about in about in in quotations, nineteen ninety one. It first appeared on a flyer for a release party celebrating the album Nevermind, and it would later adorn the band's T-shirts. But depositions during the lawsuit, surviving band members Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic admitted uh, they didn't know who created it. Oh, I think it, don't I, really give me more details really about. It. No. No, nothing. I think you know, let Nirvana whoever whoever, I, I don't know who actually, has the rights. Was to it actually now. Mark? Yeah, but then you know, let them keep selling the t-shirts in Primark. And New Look or whoever. whoever yeah, because then I suppose who. The it it must it must be that someone owns the trademark and they're just letting it whoever wants it have it aren't they yeah so I wonder how much money they really have lost I don't know they must be making shit like that every, every fucker buys it doesn't they yeah I suppose so I think they're still I want, I want, I want you to give me a figure <laughs> I, did do my, <laughs> I did do my research I did do my research I wanted to go into the depths of this uh, of this court case we'll keep, we'll keep looking for, you know, should we, should we just get as, as a rolling segment should yeah. we get, what's going just on just an update on the Mark Jacobs suing Nirvana court case uh, <laughs> uh, next um, I saw that uh, Michael Jackson biopic is coming from the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody with a script by John Logan I don't really know John Logan that much but yeah. I might check that in a second I think my main things with this is that However well it did, Bohemian Rhapsody is shit. It's not. It's not a good film. I've not seen it, so I can't yeah. say anything. It's Ami Malek, whatever. Great job. <laughs> the film is not a good film. Why is it? Why isn't it a good? So, for background sake, uh, are you a fan of Queen? Not a not a massive fan, but you know, I I like Queen. Um, I think the the story wise, it's not. An, on, an actual honest portrayal of what happened, which, if you're making a biopic, then isn't that, isn't that the point of it? No, but, it's, but it's the Hollywood, th- though. The thing that I don't get as well is that the actual story of what happened, it's it's compelling enough to actually tell as it happened. Yeah. The fact that they changed it, it you know, read into that what you will. Yeah. Um, you know, the. I think there's a, a lot to say about the way they portrayed, you know, AIDS and things like that as well, Um, which, you know... N- Given you're making a Michael Jackson documentary, maybe there's some things that could that might not be handled as well as the could. So more be. like there'll be embellishment. I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's it's it's. So it's the main the, the thing that it just as well. The editing was awful. There's videos on YouTube you can a lot about that. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the first person who said that. Um, and then as well, yeah, the fact that it's uh, the fact that it's about Michael Jackson. Obviously, it's a sensitive subject, so it's yeah. Uh, uh, do you do you just focus on when he were younger, which is the impression I get is that that they're going for that the start of his well, career, I'll, that, I'll, that kind of era. I'll read. Uh, so, um, so it says da, 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 so a new biopic about the life of Michael Jackson is in the works from the producer, from producer Graham King. King is best known for his 
sanitized Queen tribute, Bohemian Rhapsody, which made $900 million, that is, at the Worldwide Box Office. So it says, the untitled Mike Jackson story will be penned by John Logan, as I mentioned earlier, who apparently is a frequent collaborator with uh, Scorsese. That's two episodes in a row with... Oh, no, 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 Jackson's childhood through his solo career, legal issues, and trouble end of life. So it's a full. So, so this is so this is the thing is that, you know, given given how much the 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 water down the or whatever, I don't feel like you know especially, then if you watch the documentary that came out earlier this year, uh, the 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 fight was it called Fire Neverland or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never, yeah, I didn't yeah. bother. Um, which, you know, you you I don't feel like you can make a Michael Jackson documentary with biopic without that coming up and if you don't if that don't come up then what are you going for with it are you, are you trying especially if the covering is full life if they were just doing the start of it then you know they could make an argument for just not including that stuff because it won't it won't relevant then especially his childhood stuff but i don't know I, it, it i'm interested to see how they approach it well yeah again that's one of the reasons why i want to bring it up because i think it was it's an interesting tale because like if they glamorize, not glamorize it, but if they spruce it up in a Hollywood sort of paint, then this is this is my issue. Much like what you said about biopics with that with Bohemian Rhapsody, is like surely it should be. Obviously, they have they have to make a film out of it, but over ninety percent of it should be the true telling of what's what's going on. If you start adding bits to it, people who grow up what. Will watch Bohemian Rhapsody and think that's exactly what happened, because you know we live in a time where it's we're too lazy to go and actually go and find out information anyway. So when someone watches a film, because it's a lot easier to digest, and it's not actually like the true telling. It's like when you watch a you watch a uh, a war film or something like that, something like that. I'm trying to think of a really good one. Um, Darkest Hour, uh, with Churchill. I think it's an incredible film. Gary Oldman was amazing in it, but not all of that was not. Ex- it's not exactly true in some of those sort of moments in there. Obviously, they have to Hollywood it up. And I think, you know, when... Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson is still sort of a touchy subject to a lot of people. He made some incredible... I mean, that was part of, part of, part of the pun there. <laughs> um, he made a lot, a lot of great music. And and that's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of music that should still be listened to, regardless of what you may think of him, the time when he made that music, why wasn't that person? I don't know because I I think a lot of people would even the stuff that I don't know, maybe Jackson Five's different. He was however old then, but I think I think a lot of the music that he made when when he when he, when he were an adult, even if it were before all these allegations and stuff, I don't think a lot of people would be able to Separate. dissociate that from what happened. Is that, it's like the Kanye West thing. I can't remember if I'm talking about Kanye West, but is that the Kanye West thing? Like, yeah, he's he's a obviously a crazy individual. Yeah. And he's polarizing. It's like if it's like if Donald Trump made a made it made a made an album, right? And say say the album was somehow the most incredible album in the world. Because he's so polarizing, he, how do you separate the the man from the music? And I yeah, suppose yeah. I I don't know. I think the difference for me there as well is, and I haven't listened to the 
most recent Kanye stuff just because I can't be asked really. Um, but like, I don't know. I think I could still listen to it, even though he's got you know support Trump, whatever, blah blah blah. I don't know. I could, I could, I could stomach that because well, it's... It like, it's like R. Kelly, isn't it? It's like he. he... I don't know. I, yeah, but I think the the R. Kelly Michael Jackson stuff is. I think that's different to the the, the Kanye stuff. Though. No, no. Like, no but I... what, what I'm saying is, it's, it's it's separating music from the person. And I, obviously, I know that's a much more extreme yeah, the R. Kelly yeah, and yeah, like yeah. thing. But it's like you can borderline to that. Yeah. And what I'm saying is like, R. Kelly has some incredible singles, and, and but now we question all of them. It's almost like what happened with Lost Prophets, isn't it? Like. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, that first album think... on Lost Prophets is amazing, but that will never be listened to again now for a lot of people because of incredibly awful things by a person I don't want to say his name, so... Yeah. You know. We'll see. I I, I just think... Because as well, do you, not, do you not think... Do you think that the, I don't know, the Michael Jackson estate or whatever, do they have to give permission for him to do it, do you think? Or... Because like, if they have to do, I, I can't imagine him giving permission to do it without... Because they're, they're all adamant that these allegations are bullshit, aren't they? So yeah. I can't imagine them authorising anything unless it's like a squeaky clean... Man, that, again, know, that's we'll, what I'm saying. We'll like... see, we'll see. This is another one. We'll get back to you in a, a year when and a half, it comes whenever out. it comes out, which, to be fair, it might not even happen. You don't, you don't know, do you? It could get... It's, it's going to happen, because they're going to make millions out of this. But are they? Like... Because people... Because morbid curiosity, I think about it. Yeah. I mean, how many people did what? I mean, I know that I didn't watch it, but leaving Neverland, how many people? Did, how how many people watched that? How many people discussed about it? It's 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 everyone's curious about stuff, and 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 people will be more curious of how they actually portray him. Then that that's probably going to be the sort of you know more relevant sort of thing. Like, okay, are they going to be exactly like how? The media portrayed him, or is it going to be exactly what's happened, or is it a bit of both? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to be like? I mean, it seems like the the script writer is is fairly. Well, we'll go about Spectre, <laughs> but it seems like he's okay. If if Martin Scorsese thinks he's all right, so um, we'll have go. to we'll have to see with that. MJ, MJ biopic or uh, Oscar season twenty, what twenty 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 one? We'll see. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. We'll we'll stream stream the Oscars. See if it will win. Um, the next one I saw was uh, I was on Pitchfork and it said uh, Massive Attack launched a major study of music industry carbon emissions to combat the live industry's contribution to the climate crisis so they commissioned a major study of carbon emissions uh, from the live music industry teaming with the Tyndall Centre for Climate Change Research which is a broad group of climate scientists and the band pledged to map thoroughly the carbon footprint of band tour cycles and to build options that can be implemented quickly to reduce emissions, according to a press release. Um, I thought it would be interesting to talk about this because obviously, us being in Britain, the climate climate sort of thing, um, climate crisis in the news is quite prevalent, especially with that Boris didn't turn up to that previous meeting. Um and not just that in just in general, if you have to be sleeping under a rock, obviously Greta Thunberg, or however you say her surname, you know she, obviously this young girl, is leading the change for you know sort of us waking up. And I thought that was interesting, to see what maybe how much does, the tour, yeah, I guess it. with that thing as well about a, uh, Coldplay of, you know whether it's a good thing or not. Coldplay said they're not touring, 
at all uh, because unless until something's changed because of the contribution towards it um, which I think I think that by itself is a bit pointless because it's like if you're not doing all to change it then what's the point in not just not doing it but I guess this is at least you know looking into it into um, well yeah it'd be interesting to see what how much does it increase yeah yeah because you got to think about if we if you just look at like the major artists, even like it's like legacy artists that are touring around the around the country around the globe, to big acts uh, in the charts. Obviously, we all forget much like a film. Um, you forget what goes in into a live performance. You what goes into an actual film production, and maybe maybe there maybe there is ways of cutting costs. I mean. I don't know. Like, I think what what are the what are the main things going to be though? I think it's obviously going to be the the travel side of things. Obviously, going to be a massive thing into it for particularly you know air travel and stuff like that. Well, I mean, do mean um, they have to have like hybrid trucks then? Is that even a thing? Uh, you would have thought you you know tour bus and shit like that. You would have thought you can probably get something like that, but I don't know if it's. Are they are they saying what generates? When they're playing, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, like the it'll be the 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 power side of things from stage lights and audio and stuff like that or as well that so. must be that must be the bulk of it surely because like traveling you can almost if you if you plan well I, in my head if we were touring somehow if we if we were if we were banned when, when we are touring <laughs> if we were banned and we were touring and we knew where we were going you would obviously plan the most proficient route possible surely i don't know if you would though because if you if the if the tour company's or whoever's doing it, is that all they care about is making money. It's just the cheapest way of getting there, and it? it's going to be cheaper to get a probably. Just a yeah, but what I mean is the the shorter distance between oh, right, gigs. Okay, is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. That's, yeah, yeah. So if you if we if yeah. we if we were doing that, that that's how I would think it. Yeah. We wouldn't want to go. Okay, you're touring in London, and then well, so in, yeah, we'll yeah, play in yeah. London. Then you go up to Scotland, yeah, and then yeah. you go back down, and then go to the middle. Like it's surely that'd be easy to sort of compensate. Yeah. But I suppose like you said, I I can see it though being these kind of you know groups from the uh you know 80s 70s whatever they were doing these reunion kind of tours i don't know you know like fleetwood mac or something like that i i can see them being the like you say made more main contributors towards it because they're going to more places the bigger productions and stuff like that into and yeah i suppose i wonder if, if <clears throat> i'd imagine arena gigs in fact probably pollute more then obviously simple acts like yeah, you go yeah. to like a, um, a local bar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably more likely than anything else. But I suppose then again, you look at the sort of traveling, how much they emit in all that sort of stuff. It'd be, I think it'd be. I wonder if they will actually disclose this. Wouldn't when, I don't they even say, don't say when it's actually going towards, you know, an end date for it. So I wonder if we'll actually get information for that then you would have thought so if it's a if it's a they've commissioned it and stuff like that you would have thought some it'll get released wouldn't you really well you'd hope so and then then maybe in a future episode we could discuss it yeah i suppose really if you because if, if you're doing this and then you find out that this specific section is doing more towards it and then you just don't publish it and then they don't do anything about it you know surely publishing it Get pressure put on them, wouldn't you know what I mean? So I, th- I think it. I, think I it mean, it's it's only for the benefit of everyone, really. I think I think it's a uh, it's great that they're doing it. It's it's disappointing that 
it's not like an artist that is the zeitgeist of the time. That's the thing about the Coldplay co- the thing. If, like, Coldplay are massive, aren't they? If they... I, of all, of all this, people... Yeah, if they hopped... If, it's all right, continue to than that, but if they hopped on something like this, it's more exposure, isn't it? So... The 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 worst version of of well the worst there's two people Chris Martin in, in in the industry, obviously Chris Martin and Coldplay. Yeah. But the better Chris Martin is DJ Premier. I don't know. I don't think I. Think well, it's because Coldplay dropped an album on your uh, birthday, mate. <laughs> thanks, all. thanks, Chris. That's all right. Um, so what from the from what I was saying a little bit earlier, <laughs> uh, that we had a bit of off air discussion about um. Martin Scorsese and the tie into the Bohemian Rhapsody story, which I didn't realise was going to be the case. Uh, Pitchfork have put on a really good uh, sort of um, article about a, a history of Martin Scorsese references in music videos. Um, I think it's so worth. I've got Joe Pesci here, but it's a different thing. No, that's, that's, that's a bit later on, okay. mate. Don't worry. Like, you, you, you're jumping ahead. Burying the lead now, I'm joking. We're in, um, we're in the first episode. The, the, I'm not going to go into much of the detail. I, I just feel like if you go to Pitchfork, you'll probably see it on there. It's, if you like Martin Scorsese, it's kind of an interesting read. I've, I've, I read through a little bit of it all, and I'll, I'll probably read a bit more after this, after we've done this episode. But yeah, it's really interesting how the cinematography was kind of, you know, his sort of style was used a lot in music videos. Because I think he referenced that he only ever did two music videos so one which is bad for michael jackson um and um and somewhere down the crazy river for his friend and long-time collaborator the band's robbie robertson and so <clears throat> it's interesting you know because he, he's he's known to like love music doesn't he you know he's, he's enjoyed music for a long long time and he he think he did that jazz did you like a jazz thing for like I'm sure, you know, back in his HMV, I'm sure there's some sort of jazz volume or something Scorsese. like that. Scorsese. Yeah, like he did like some sort of, I don't know, maybe I'm making that up. I Maybe I'm just, you know, daydreaming, I don't know. But he did something to do with that. And I know that he worked with the band quite a bit as well. So it's interesting to see, you know, what influence he's had over to sort of other music videos and other people that have directed these. And I think, you know, if you want to kind of see something a bit like that, um, then yeah, definitely. And the reason why we, we talk about Matt Scorsese is because obviously the Irishman just dropped um uh on Netflix I think a day or two ago. Um so we both haven't watched it yet, so we're both we were discussing it before before we were recording the episodes and I thought it's funny how I literally brought this article up thinking about well one of three things maybe <laughs> that we're gonna end up talking about Matt Scorsese about. Um so yeah, thought check that out if you want to kind of see, you know, what influence he's had, and it's, just, it's not some of it is hip hop, but not all of it. There's a couple couple of tracks that are not um, not hip hop at all, but definitely check it out. The next one I've got on here is, um, Speedy Ortiz, Deerhoof, and some more artists are pulling music from Amazon over ice contracts. So I saw this and I thought this is interesting. I didn't really know what ice contracts were straight away, but then obviously I read a little bit further into it. So in late October, hundreds of artists signed up an open letter urging other members of the music community to boycott festivals and events sponsored by Amazon. Amazon Web Services has contracts with the US Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, and other branches of law enforcement. The artists, artists supporting the No Music for ICE movement aim to abandon, abandon support 
for Amazon until the company pledges to terminate existing contracts with government agencies that commit human rights abuses and end projects that encourage racial profiling and discrimination, such as Amazon's facial recognition product. I thought that was a really, again, something that's talked about here, I know, on stateside, really, I suppose, you know, um, what is the rhetoric of a lot of, uh, a lot of politics, really, and where you look at Trump building the wall, look at, you know, the immigration policy that we have, or we could be having at some point over here, uh, and, um, yeah, I just thought it was something that is worth, it's interesting that it's, it's I, I wonder how big Amazon is and how, I'd imagine, I'd hope diverse their workforce is. It's interesting to see that they have their dealings in this, but I suppose. Yeah, I, th- I think in, like, I can't, I can't remember who it was, but I, I saw a, there were an advert on, I think it was Twitter the other day, and there was, I can't remember exactly who it was, but there was some artists who were doing a, an advert for Amazon, and the, the ice thing, I didn't realise they had links to it, but in general, like, if you look at, like, workers' rights and stuff like that, Amazon are just a bit of a scumbag company. Like unfortunately, <laughs> the 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 people who work in the 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 set fulfillment centers, I think they call them. Yeah. You know, the pissing in bottles and stuff like that because they can't go on breaks, and you know, given that they're such a massive company, I'm sure these people who are part of the adverts are getting paid a lot for it. But it's like, yeah, especially stuff like like this, you know. How much can you? How much you willing to sort of close your eyes to and ignore for the sake of getting your your Amazon check through the post sort of thing. And I guess, unfortunately, with who it is, the relatively smaller artists out there, it's, 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 yeah, it's I not... Yeah, th- I think that's, no... that's that's why I wanted to put on there, because it, you know, it's interesting, it's these artists not... Again, much going about the story before, it's not big artists that are, are, are making a big noise. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the annoying thing. I suppose they may look at it and go, or maybe Amazon, music-wise, doesn't provide them the capital... For them to even be concerned about, and it's the other platforms that do, um, much like any big sort of business, you know, they need to sort of sometimes maybe wake up when they're so accustomed to not doing the right thing. And and I like Amazon. I use Amazon all the time. I'm sure most people do, but you know, this could you know this even this even a story like that could you know could damage your reputation. You know, reputational damage can be you know pretty bad and can, and can last quite a while so that you know they've got enough money to to put in put things in place and to fix things as well and you know see if that, see if that happens see if this little picket line protest in a way you know works i don't know um, yeah, yeah you just you just hope that you know m- more people would give given given what it is you you know like i've just gone on Amazon's Twitter then, and I know I know it's, you know I guess it's not all you know directly linked to it, but you've got a Amazon Music video with John Legend in it, and there are videos out there of John Legend, yeah. which you know rightly so, talking about ice and children being taken away from the parents, and then you've got him sat doing an Amazon video who are linked to ice contracts, and it's. But I suppose does he is he aware? That's true. That's true. You can't expect everyone to know everything. I mean, I mean, you, so. Maybe that's the reason why. Maybe the reason because it's not been so publicized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we're the ones. Maybe we might get we're to John blow, Legend. Blow this, blow this wide open. John Legend might listen to us. John, and... we know. John, we know you're listening. Thanks for and making it. Thanks for making it this far. I I know you're a legend, and you know just just read your contract, mate. That's what I was saying. Just read your contract. 
know what you're doing and then yeah, know what you're representing. Can thank us later, mate. Thank us later. And then come back to us and do a free interview. <laughs> we'll have you on any time. Because, you know, we opened your eyes. Uh, we made you hashtag woke. So, um, yeah, we could do that. You're welcome, John. You're welcome. If I'm only going to say you're welcome, I'm, it's all good, John. As long as, you, as long as you now know, it's good. That's what I want. I think the last story that I want to talk about is more hip hop sort of focus. So, sort of hip hop, close your ears. Um, is a rapper called Goldlink that many people will not know much about. Uh, accuses the late and I would say great Mac Miller of biting, and it's a, it's an interesting story. I didn't really read like thoroughly into it because. I, I didn't really understand why he was suddenly aiming shots at at Mac now that he's dead. But it's weird because I because I know that he he collaborated with with Mac on a few projects as well, and Anderson Pack, which I know a lot of people will know about, um, was great great friends with with Mac and you know much like him you know we all grieved you know when when he, when he unfortunately passed, you know he. He did well. He was not happy about it at all. So basically, it's Goldlink was saying about how Matt Miller dropped um his uh album, The Divine Feminine, in twenty sixteen, after he heard Goldlink's album, uh, and after that we didn't talk, and he said I released it under the uh Soul is it Selection label and the single for my album was called Unique featuring Anderson Pack and that was your favourite song at the time. You loved it so much that you made the entire tour party listening to it and surprised me with a cake after my set. I always thought you drove yourself insane about your own music so much that you would adopt styles as homage homage um to those around you that you loved. And that's where our problem started. Divine Feminine was actually a a blueprint of and after that we didn't talk. Which you hear this happen all the time. Music. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, when you're all friends with, you know, when you're touring with someone or if you're friends with people, then, you know, I get it. You, you're going you're gonna to have bounced ideas. Not that, The sort of, what is it, the cliche sort of phrase of no idea is original. It kind of is a, is true to, to a point. We're all influenced by different things. We, we're we not the first ones to create a podcast. I'm sure we're not the first ones to create a music-based podcast. You know, so you know, or maybe we will do. No, maybe, maybe we we we're starting the blueprint right now. We are the blueprint. That's what also. That's what I tell people. And um, but again, I, I remember um, going back to like what I said in the last episode about Naz. Naz when Naz and Jay Z were 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 beefing, they were doing disc records to each other, and Jay Z just dropped Blueprint, and Naz's line said. How can you call? I think how can you call your album like that when KRS already named his album named, named an album called Blueprint, and it's just the thing people call, even track titles can be very similar because you're just influenced by something yeah, else. That's the thing, and I just they just I mean the 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 way which the way I went about it, it's just a bit of a yeah. I mean I mean Anderson Pack, his response was, I would imagine your weird ass posted up somewhere just. Just like this, when you decided to make that disrespectful, narcissistic, jealous, and grossly unnecessary post, why would you do that? Why would why would you do it? I can't even understand it. 
Maybe your belt was wrapped around your goddamn waist too tight, or maybe it was the choker cutting the circulation off to your brain. But since you felt it necessary to bring me bring me up twice, and my boy ain't here to respond, I'm going to say it like this. You ain't the first al- first to make an album inspired by our relationship. You ain't the first to make a song featuring Anderson Pack, and you aren't and you are the first to disrespect my friend who is no longer here for absolutely no reason and I can't stand for that. That's the thing as well, I feel like whenever I've sort of, you know, seen like interviews and stuff with uh, with Anderson Pack, he seems like a pretty sort of relaxed guy, don't he? And that and, and Wait, well yeah. And to kind of go off like that it's a bit it sort of speaks for itself, doesn't it really? Yeah, he, he he think I think he ends it in a way of saying, Look, I'm not I'm not a tough guy, uh, and I'm and I'm not about negativity, but this bugged me bad, bro. You know, and he goes on about saying that he called him and DM'd him, and you know that's why he ended up saying it in a public post. I think it's fair enough. You know, when someone's, you know, it's like, it's like if you die, James, and you know, hopefully that didn't happen until eighty years time. Um, and you called me out saying, and who can we say? You were using me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll say like no, we'll say Dom. Dom. Dom Dom. We're we'll using Dom as a as a thing. Dom, we know you're listening. <laughs> and Dom started, you know, calling you out for I don't know, for something else. I don't, I can't even think what it could be. I've not even thought about this this pretend story straight. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like I I would say I'm not like a I'm not like an angry guy all the time. I, I, I know that people you're think a I'm angry. Personal person, are you? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I would obviously, you know, I would feel a way about someone saying that, yeah, and yeah. you know, and anything like that. Even, even if, even if, even when you when you are still alive, and that's something that said like that, we won't go, won't go back to, um, to uh, <laughs> Scabneck. That's a, that's a different story, um, but you know, things like that. No, I, I, it, it's, it's not cool when you when you do it to someone who 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 unfortunately passed, who yeah, didn't intend yeah, to pass. Yeah. Well, as far as you know, we're still we're still aware that he didn't intend to 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 end his life, and I don't think he did either. I think because he was about to go on tour, and I remember being excited because I really liked that new album, and it's a it's a shame, but you know that's kind of how it is, unfortunately, and and good on for Anderson Pat to kind of say his tell piece, him, tell him, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's that was good of him. Yeah, I think if if you've not seen it, you should probably. I don't even know the look into the gold link thing, but if you if you want to know what's going on, read, read the Anderson thing as well because he's no just about Gold. Gold's a great artist. I think he's 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 you know he's he dropped a really good album two years ago. I think he dropped a good album this year or the year before that I've not got around to, but everyone was raving on about. And he's mm-hmm. he's a great artist. He's he's really really good. I just I just think he's just very ill uh, to say it now rather than not say it back then. That means you don't really have you didn't really you know the same you don't have the balls to kind of do it at the time then. Why bother? Why bother now? Yeah. So that's the the new m- segment. What's been going on this week? Uh, maybe we'll some updates to come. Maybe. Um, but yeah. So I suppose. What now? Start looking at what's. what's well, out. what I suppose what's kind of come out. I mean, it's kind yeah. of hard for us this episode, I suppose, because. Yeah, but by the time you listen. When this comes out, it'll have been a week after, so the stuff will have been out for. Well, it's coming out just today now, but it'll have been out about a week or so. And to be fair, we'll probably we'll we'll by, well episode two, you'd imagine we'd be able to speak loosely. Yeah, we about should some listen to some of it. Yeah, stuff. Um, ones I wanted to point out uh, that's come out is uh Griselda's, Shady Records debut, I think it's called WWDC. Uh, CD, sorry, not DC. 
Um, and who Griselda are? They are um, three rappers from Buffalo, New York. Um, and they got signed to Shady a few years ago. Um, and much like myself, being a Slaughterhouse fan, um, I was worried because they're very underground sort of sounding. They're very much the old sort of mob deep style sort of New York, you know, feeling, um, hardcore, you know, when I say grimy, I don't mean like grime in terms of how it is over in the UK. I mean like the really sort of gritty streets of New York sort of style rapping. And it's a guy called Conway the Machine, West Side Gun, and a guy called Benny the Butcher. And they just embody that sort of old New York. And I was very, very worried that it's, you know, this this isn't this is not gonna be a great album. <laughs> um but I heard one of the songs, um, I think it was called Doctor Birds. That was a really it just it just seemed like it was the same same sort of style they've been doing throughout all their mixtapes for all the sort of little projects they've been doing, which is great. That Shady hasn't had that much influence. Cause I think that was the problem with Slaughterhouse is that maybe there was a bit too much sort of hands on approach by <coughs> by Eminem. But I I I'm hoping that it's gonna be a really good album. It's what's one album that I really want to check out. And getting I'm, I'm coming from the New York sort of style style of sound as well. Sorry, there's a lot of hip hop here because not really that much really coming out. But next is uh Fabulous's uh summertime shootout uh number three, uh the previous um summertime uh, shootout albums have been great. Again, it's 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 fab to be being fab, but the f- fabulous sort of New York sort of style that you work at that I've, it's how I got into him really. You know, he has done some lot of pop records and stuff like that, but it's those albums have always been really really great because it's 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 just the all sort of style samples sort of drums it's just just that just that again that's that new york sound which is i am i'm more of an east coast person than a west coast person when it comes to hip-hop and that's the sound i like when it's it's just the beats well sort of the rhyme and especially when they're from there as well i'm, I'm always going to champion them over most artists anyway uh and yeah that's another one i'm really looking forward to um I suppose I've, I mean, I suppose I've wrote most of the set. Listen, anyway, we've got uh, the game, games born to rap album. Now this is meant to be, the last album by the game. The last one. That's F ever okay, okay. apparently. We'll see. We'll see. Which I don't really believe because he's still very young in comparison to things people like Jay Z and Nas. He has dropped a hell of a lot of albums, and I do feel like he is an underappreciated artist. He can rap no matter what. I you know you can't put that uh, past him. And I really do feel like, um, I really do feel like you know, he is he's worthy of more praise than maybe he gets. And granted, he has you know he ten- has a tendency to name drop a bazillion artists throughout <laughs> his albums, which is fine. It it can be once you get past that and you kind of get over it. It's like he's he can still rap. He's still getting making great sort of you know uses of, of all these name drops so I, I, I think it's fine the only my only my only problem when I, when I go into this album is Ed Sheeran's on it Ed Sheeran he's on the beginning oh, and the <laughs> beginning and the end of this album and I was like oh. I haven't got I haven't got beef with Ed Sheeran I just I just don't particularly not particularly fond of him it so, depends is it is it Singing Ed Sheeran, or is it is it rapping Ed Sheeran? I don't know. I presume it's singing. 
Because I, I feel like when a rapper does, well, anyone does that with like a big artist who, he just like, like when Eminem dropped the piss poor revival mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Sheeran was on it. And I was like, why are you, why are you going to like a pop artist to kind of almost sell your album? Yeah, I'm sort of on the, when it comes to like rapping and cheering, I'm, I kind of side with Wiley on the whole, I'm, I'm there. What, the appropriation thing? Uh, just, just him sort of jumping on it. I'm not really, I'm not really convinced by this argument that he's, he's been doing it for, for years. Um, my mates try to tell me that he does a rap on his first album, but. Uh, what about he... those like ones he kept dropping out, dropping where it was like. Some some volumes like three or something like that. The, these, like, some, some, these like collaborations. Yeah, that's like, like collaborations. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. Um, Do you rap on some of them? I don't. I don't. I never listened. There to were one with there were this, a track with Stormzy on there that he rapped on. I think which is not good. Again, I've not even listened to that Stormzy single because they're cheering on it. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, right, I, I know you not actually listen to that single, but what I have heard though, it's not actually that. It's not that bad. Well, so, my friend Lucy of my department, she says it's that. good. It's got like, uh, I think Burner Boys on it as well. Yeah, so. that, that, that's, that's why she said, I want you to try it, because like, yeah. like, oh, fair enough, and maybe I will then. Yeah, but. we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, hopefully it's a, it's a great send-off. I don't know if it will be. Um, we'll see. His last, so his last ever song is with... I think so, yeah. Ed Sheeran, yeah. Yeah. Like the, oh, okay. That's a way to go, innit? But again, I I look at the track list, it's like 20 tracks. <laughs> Why is it so bloated? <laughs> There'll be some, I don't know, like skits and stuff on there, what there, it's not going to no. be. Is it not? Is it all, is it I, I, all... I don't, I, if, if, I don't know. I think maybe if it's going to be skits, it'll be two skits probably. <laughs> we'll skip. That's 18 tracks. <laughs> um, next is <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Uh, Again, third name, time round. Name drop. Hat-trick like, hat Martin Scorsese in there. Well, it's not really Martin Scorsese, but it's only because, again, the Irishman's come out, uh, one of the stars, one of my... Favourite actors in a Scorsese film. Mr. Joe Pesci has dropped an album called <laughs> Still Singing. Which, do you know what? I'm going to, hand on my heart, I'm going to listen to this album. I feel like that's a good, is it, do you reckon it's a good Christmas present album, do you think? For... I don't know if, I, well, I don't know if it's Christmas songs. I mean, I could find out now for I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, Bradley Walsh of The Chase, he did an album like two years back. And that like the, it was like the biggest sale and debut of that year. I feel like it's a good sort of grandparents Christmas present type thing. It might not be a Christmas album. Oh, it's got you called Pesci, ellipsis still singing. But but by Joe Pesci, his his artist name it's is just Joe Pesci. If you if you wanted to find it, it's called well, it's a jazz album. It's saying the jazz album. So we we we're now just going into rabbit hole. We'll have to look at that a bit later. <laughs> Joe Pesci does look to have Christmas albums if you if you are wanting one. But I mean, he wouldn't. Not, but this one is not a Christmas album. So, well, imagine if like if he did if he did skits on his album. I, I think he probably does like uh, like a monologue maybe or something like that. I think that's <laughs> yeah, from like Casino. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought like that was one that maybe will speak for itself. I mean, I think I, I, that could be the album of the year. Have you listened to any singles off that one? Yeah. Well, no, because I already realised he dropped an album t today. So <laughs> I was like looking at, oh, what the hell, Joe Pesci? Do you reckon, do you reckon they're all on the Irishman? It's just Joe Pesci track. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the secret Irishman soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack to it is just Joe Pesci. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Um, I think last thing I'll say um, is Prince's 1999 classic. Remastered, re-released, anniversary edition. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Is, is the sound better than I'm guessing or... Possibly, I didn't think it. I didn't think it was like massive badly beforehand. Surely, no. You just think that 
is it this year that he already there was that unreleased one that he brought out as well? If you if oh, you was it like the like, like an acoustic version? Yeah, or something. Some yeah, other cuts and stuff, which were which I thought. Was pretty yeah, decent. I'm pretty sure. Um, I I well, I didn't have to check it out because I I wasn't in the mood to to listen to it. I'm just having a look at the what is new in the remaster. It's not really telling me what it is. But yeah, well, apparently, apparently, is out. But I don't if, know. You're, if you're a Prince fan, it it's probably maybe well. Maybe my my ex my Xbox 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 my Xbox my Xbox no my ex boss H and V he's a big Prince fan mm-hmm. so I'm sure he would be listening mm-hmm. to that version. I can't see it on Apple Music. Yeah, so I did say it's come out though. So um, yeah, maybe it's just a physical release only. Maybe I'm not too yeah. sure. Did and speaking about physical releases, yeah, there's a new Jamie album that's come out, but. Speaking of HMV, only available on CD or vinyl from HMV. So, if you fancy a walkout, um, and Black Friday, pick Black it up. Friday yeah, if you actually have a CD player or a record player, which you know, I mean, I do, so I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite fortunate. Um, but yeah, I, we'll see. yeah, I, I'm intrigued, and it's a topic that I want to talk about at some point later down the line about this stance that Jamie's got. Yeah, um, I know that our good friend Matt. Message me. He's he's bought the CD, so he will be giving me some insight on it. I'll probably end up buying the CD because the vinyl is quite limited. And I don't really want to. Well, depends if it sells out. Sells out. I can't. I can't complain about that. But it's not even. I was checking. I know. It's, I know that he said he's he's not streaming anywhere, but it's not even available on iTunes to purchase. I, which I, I think it's a bit weird. Do you think that'll last? Though? Do you think that'll last? Or do you think it's one of these where you know, like the I don't know the the, the shit that went onto Tidal and it works to Tidal and it's like that for a year and then it's like, out. Like uh, exclusivity. Yeah. Do you think um, it'll be? Do you think it'll be physical for six months and then it'll put it on? It's weird to think that he started making a lot of money when he started doing like, you know, uh, ringtone and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all online stuff in it that he's done before. So, it's... I find it weird how he's doing that and it not really affects some sort of sales. Again, like I think it's a topic that's really good to talk, have a big lengthy discussion about it because it's something I wouldn't mind delving deep into it. But I, to, to answer your question, I think, yeah, it will come onto streaming at some mm-hmm. point because it has to. And I know that, you know, there's another artist called Rock Marciano who did a similar thing where he was selling like his vinyl for like, um, like, th- well, twenty thirty dollars something like that but then it wasn't available for like the first like month or something or first two or three weeks and then it would be available like on streaming but he was still making money for it because people were diehard fans so that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i think is going to be the case there's the, the, obviously a lot of diehard fans of jme understandably and there was a buy stuff and then you'll get enough money you've made a profit right now i'll put it on streaming mm-hmm. that's 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 essentially what it is it's him to make some profit and then actually you know what now I've got the profit. I don't have to. I don't have to worry about it too much. So, that's really, that's really it in terms of like releases. I think as we wind down the year, because we started so late in the year, we're not going to have a massive list. Yeah, there's many, but I think we'll, we'll we'll try obviously get get these listened to. We're not going to be recording again for another two weeks, so there's going to be another week's worth of stuff as well. But then next the next time we do record, we'll try to listen to most of it and. We'll probably, we'll probably give him more time to produce it. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it more, yeah. Um, that brings us to, to the last segment that I kind of loosely mentioned at the beginning, what we've been listening to. And it's a segment that I want to use as often as we can and kind of give each other sort of, at least you, I suppose in this way, you've got two weeks now. 
give myself like a week first. But um, look at this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's basically what we call uh, is spotlight. It might be called something different. Um, and it's what we said in the first episode is we want to kind of shed light to artists that we're fans of for a long time that maybe don't are not part of the sort of public eye enough to for people to even know about and obviously we discuss to our friends you know you should listen to this artist etc etc but maybe you know that's not always enough and whether we make it or break it probably the latter um somewhere in between <laughs> odds hover <laughs> hover somewhere yeah. uh, on over the or mm. Um, then, then you know, maybe we can influence other people to actually take sort of um, a shot at an artist um, that they would never even, or never maybe not, maybe never heard of before, or maybe never, you know, would or maybe I've well, I've heard of them, but never thought about listening to them. Um, so obviously today, this week is is my is my choice. That's what we're doing, and that's the excuse. I mean, yeah, that is the way it works, yeah. So then, you know, we give a bit of two week break each, each time, but um, yeah. So I've I've chosen a artist called Cunning Linguists. Is that is that an artist you've heard of before, James? I've heard, I've I've heard of, heard of them. Yeah, many of them you mentioned to be fair, but they I you heard them bef- like prior to 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 not me. really. I'd say they are pretty unknown. Pretty unknown. Yeah. So they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I wrote some some notes, extensive notes, it seems, more than I was expecting to. Um, so I'm not going to use all the notes. I just thought I'd put some things there so I could maybe just use them as you know, little 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 tidbits for us to kind of talk about. So um, they've been around since 2000, um, and they're kind of a staple in the underground sort of circuit in hip-hop for a long, long time. And it's three people. But it's hard to kind of kind of really have to explain it really. So when they first started, um, it was just two people. So it was mainly a producer rapper No, which is K N O. That's Kilo November Oscar, uh, and uh, mainly a rapper. But sometimes he does produce called Deacon the Villain, um, and the first album will rap for food is, again, just very basic hip hop, samples beats you know all that sort of stuff and um and then with that though so they would so when they got to their second album um he actually added an additional rapper called mr sos um and that was on underground hip-hop and that was where they started expanding their sounds so when they first started they were more of um i wouldn't i wouldn't say gimmicky i would say they were they had sort of their own personality really enforced what they were all about and it was still the sort of sample based loops and drums that you know that, that they always kick every single time but in, in lyrically they would be you know juvenile to like you know to relationships to how they're feeling to um to, to basically how you know how they how they kind of see you know their sort of day day to day life and how they've grown up and they're using their experiences as well, so it was always like a, you know sort of a wide range and a broad range of what they would talk about, and that's something that you know really really kind of grew in me over time when I kept listening to more of that more of their stuff, so when I came I came round about them was when 
2009 is when they were about to release um, uh, an album, well, I suppose an album slash not album, I suppose, a compilation in a way, but it's not a compilation, it's all new music, called Strange Journey Volume 1, and it was right about 2009 when that was being released, and I, I remember, it's, it's kind of hard to recall, I spoke to um, my best friend, that's how we really got into them, and it was round about um, 2009, round about the sort of time when we, when we kind of found them probably either on a allhiphop.com forum or someone on rapreviewsmaybe.com that we saw, maybe a, a review of one of their albums. And we started to listen to them. And I remember seeing, when I just became a fan of Atmosphere, which I've you know, spoken earlier about, um, where I saw Slug the Rapper from Atmosphere being featured on a track, uh, which is um, on on this playlist, which is um, forgetting the actual title now, that, that helps them to... Um, let's have a quick look on here. I think it's something about the winter comes. It's really nice since I actually put it on here. But um, yeah, don't leave uh, when the winter comes. And it's just really nice sort of sample. You know, again, it's just the same sort of loops. It's just really, really basic hip hop. But it's just, it hit, it, it does the formula so well that, you know, you can keep going back to it. And basically the, the it, it's, it's if people who like artists like Outkast and the rest of like the Dungeon family, uh, which include rappers like Killer Mike, includes CeeLo Green in Dungeon Family. Before CeeLo Green was this big, big, you know, with Niles Barkley was big sort of style with Niles Barkley. Then again, before Killer Mike was part of Run the Jewels, you know, it was all back then, and it, it it's it's like it's like it's the rhymes where you know it, there's 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 a story behind the rhymes it's not just you know it's not just you know um posturing or anything like that it's it's all about you know their time in the south and and this is a, this is an artist much again much like much like outcast where people always look to the south as well they're, they're dumb they're, they're not as not as clever lyrically they're not as not as in, intelligent enough out to that east coast or west coast or even midwest and Outcast was always, you know, people could easily say that, even like um, Underground Kings and uh, Ghetto Boys. And Kun Linguists are amongst that sort of pantheon of, 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 you know, Southern rap groups that showcase the sort of wide range of their lyrical ability, as well as the production as well. And although production is very much sample-based at the times, it's also more intricacies with, with that as well. And, you know, they, they make, they poke fun at that sort of stuff. In, in a couple of albums where you know, from what critics have said and things like that and I think Kun Linguists are a group that you should definitely check out because I feel like they do offer a, a wide like a wide range but this this broad sort of view of of hip-hop and, and and give you the south as it is and the album that I chose was my favorite album I think my, my best friend's uh, favorite album as well it's uh, called Dirty Acres uh, and the reason why I recommend that is because it it it, it literally, from beginning to end, it, it showcases, each, each of them in terms of how they actually, how they've grown up in the south and, in the sort of you know the typical when we, we when you think about you know America in the south what do you think of. Um. I guess it gets a reputa- it has a reputation, doesn't it, for. I think I think both 
well. That's uh, talking about white people in the South. Yeah. There's a reputation there, isn't there? Mm. Um, which probably, well, unfair really, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and again, backing, but. again, and that's kind of a, a bit of the point of that uh, of the album, and it's 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 a, it was a reflection of of Bush's, you know, at the current term as president. It was um, obviously about how people like look at you know I don't know it's it's just it's it's mainly about that sort of that that time much like how it is now with with Trump you know this this discourse you know for you know people who are, you know who are black that you know are subjugated unfortunately you know in, in these sort of areas more so than than you know in the south it seems than than anything else and again it's like you know we we as British British people obviously and it was obviously we're both white so we would not understand that struggle at all and in a lot can we ever but when we think about like what James said about about the South in America it's always that's the racist side of America you know that's that's where you know all the hillbillies and all that sort of stuff that's where you know that's how we've grown up to know about that sort of thing and you can kind of get that sort of those sort of feelings of anxiety and and everything and you know and on on all and a whole wide range of emotions during this era of, of Bush and they actually dropped their their latest album that came out in twenty seventeen was almost you know a precursor in a way to Trump's America and it, again it was it was talking about the same sort of political sort of landscape and how you know police brutality you know all the sort of politics sort of things going around you know in america is you know it's still almost the same thing what they kind of were talking about previously on dirty acres um which is unfortunate but in in a way we're blessed to have two really good albums you know i think all their albums are great but you know this dirty acres especially is a great great album a classic album in in, in its own, own own right and I think it's an album that should definitely be listened to if you like hip hop and you want if you want to, to have something a little bit different. That is an album that I think um, you should maybe try out, James. Maybe um, yeah. and anyone should try out, you know, including you, Dom. Um, if you if you're still listening up by this point, which I'm sure you are. Um, and yeah, I think I think Dirty Acres is just is it's solid from from front to back and again it's not like it's, just, it's not just all misery about what's going down in the south it's all it's all wide range of sort of different type of songs and uh i don't really want to bury anything in terms of what what's in it but i think it's it's definitely worth a listen to and i think the wide range is it's 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 an, an album that's arranged so well that you you want to listen to it from beginning to end rather than just listen to the odd tracks that, that's how i've always felt with that album so yeah, that's 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 pretty much it, really. Yeah. In terms of that little art spotlight, I'm sure we'll we'll see if mine's as extensive. But... <laughs> well, I I didn't even use half the notes yeah, I, yeah, I true, used, so um, I I wanted to use a little bit more, but I didn't want to keep going on with my dribble. So are they in the are they in the playlist as well? It's just some tracks in the playlist for that. Yeah, I, well, like I said, the, um, don't come when winter. Well, I got it wrong again. I don't even know what it's called. Don't leave when the winter comes. I, keep, it, I knew it was don't something. Uh, I've got that uh, from 
uh, that's the, also the first track that I that I've obviously came across where I really vibe with them. And the other track I've actually is called Violet the Upper Room. Um, that's actually a track off their last album, which again, the last verse is very much what we were just talking about with Dirty Acres, really. I didn't want to play anything from Dirty Acres, I felt like, because like I said, I feel like it's an album that's worth listening to from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could put a, a couple of songs on there, because I do some songs I really, really like, um, but I don't want to kind of go into into too much depth with that. But I think that's why I put those two songs on there, because one, that that's a song that I got really into them, and then that Violet, The Upper Room, is... Is is a single that pretty much embodies what kind of Dirty Acres is about, but also about what that album album is about as well. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's why I wanted to put that on there. Yeah, good. So we'll uh, s- s- well a similar thing next episode, but we'll, and we'll try to get something a bit different each episode, I suppose, as well. So we're not just sticking on 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 the same thing. Um, but yeah, definitely worth looking at. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's been a been a joy. <laughs> episode yeah. one done. I think so. That's 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 what we're going to try to do. Same loose format each episode. Obviously, you know, different different stuff that we're talking about. But yeah, I guess we'll we'll, we'll wrap things up there. Um, if you haven't already, which you probably haven't, if you follow if you if you want to follow us on Twitter, that's at Peter Spy Show on Instagram, the Peter Spy Show. Uh, we're getting the YouTube channel sorted at the minute as well because we're going to be putting the the podcast up there. Um, another thing you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, perhaps. Yeah, um, I think it should be on SoundCloud. And as well. we're going to try get on iTunes, but bear with us on that one. And yeah, if there's any any albums that have come out that we've not mentioned that are coming out soon, you know, definitely mention it to us. We'll try to check them out. Oh, any news? Any news you want us to discuss about? Yeah, yeah. Any topics that we've not talked about that you think are worth looking at? Let us know. Um, and see you in a week's time. Yeah, peace out. Peace.